This is the Mickey Miles and More podcast. Your one stop for information on Disney races, Disney vacations, Disney theme parks, and more. Now, here are your hosts for the Mickey Miles and More podcast. Michelle Scribner-McLean, Chris Eliopoulos, and Mike Scopa. Welcome back, Milers. With Michelle and Chris busy this week, I thought I would take this opportunity to have an important conversation with all of you, especially for those of you heading down to Walt Disney World for the 4th of July time frame. So let me preface this conversation by telling you that on the day that I am recording this podcast, which is Thursday, June 3rd, I happened to look at the park availability calendar and noticed that the Magic Kingdom is unavailable on July 4th. Well, I guess technically you can read that as Mickey saying, Hiya folks, sorry, but we are filled up until 2 p.m. Try us after that time. You know, things have certainly changed, and this made me think about those people who perhaps have never gone and decided that this was the year to go and to go during the first week of July. First-time visitors to Walt Disney World are sometimes um, overwhelmed with the task of planning their first adventure to Orlando and the idea of developing an itinerary or touring plan for their trip. But, you know, anxiety may also come into play for Walt Disney World veterans visiting Orlando for the first time during the 4th of July holiday. But what about those guests who have not been to Walt Disney World within the last three, five, ten, yikes, maybe 15 years. Whew. And within a month, they're going down during the 4th of July. So what should folks expect? What should they plan? What should they do down there during the days of the 4th? Well, let's look at the possibilities for a 4th of July visit to Walt Disney. The options before us are based on my, my own experience as well as others who have had first-hand knowledge as to what you can expect on this national holiday in the, quote, happiest place on earth. To add to all this data is my assumption as to what other things need to be taken into consideration with all the changes we have seen over the last year. So before I go any further, everyone, please make sure your seatbelts are intact and please pull on that little yellow strap for me. Looks good? All right, everybody. Enjoy your ride. Two words, plan ahead. Never were these two words so important than they are now in this year of 2022. Okay, first we're going to assume that you already have a My Disney Experience account, and if not, download that app, create whatever you need in terms of accounts for you and your family. Next, hopefully you have checked the park availability calendar for the parks, specific parks, you hope to visit in those specific first few days of July. Okay? Now, do you have tickets? You'll need them to link to your My Disney Experience accounts and make your park reservations. So we're going to assume that all those things are taken care of. So step one, My Disney Experience, getting tickets, checking park availability, and reserving your parks. Now let's talk a little bit about dining. It's a little bit more tricky. If you're planning to dine in a theme park, obviously you need to have 
Number one, you need to have park reservations or access to the theme park to have access to the restaurant. So once your park reservation is made, you can then make your theme park dining reservation. It's really, really a little bit more complicated than it used to be. Now in the past, we've all learned that flexibility is the key to dining wherever you want. Lunch should not be limited to, for instance, let's say 11.30 to 1. You know, 2.30 to a 3 o'clock seating may work just fine. So, you know, keep this in mind. You have to be flexible and you have to remember to coordinate your park reservations with your dining reservations. And, you know, let's not forget, if you so choose to use them, to coordinate with your lightning lane reservations. That's a lot. It's a lot. And who said vacations are not stressful? My point in all this is hopefully that before you leave your home for Mickey, try to have everything in place. I know. I know what you're saying. Where's the spontaneity? Well, it's gone, at least for now. I usually don't mention this, but I talk to a lot of friends who are asking, you know, what should they do uh, these days? And one of the things that I... I know just from firsthand is that it's very important to secure a rental car as soon as possible. The thing is that the rental car rates are really high right now. And so if you want to rent a car uh, for a trip that's two months down the road, you will probably see a very, very high number. But keep in mind that those numbers do change. I myself have experienced over the last 10 years the fact that I secure a, a car so that I'll have one for that particular uh, time that I'm down there. But I also know that the rate's going to go down. So the sweet spot that I have found is somewhere between 10 and 7 days before the trip to check the rates and they will go down. In some cases my rates have been split in half. But the important thing is to secure the car in the first place. and then. Keep tracking it as you get closer and closer so that you'll have you'll have a car if you need a car down there. And remember, it's holiday weekends. The cars go really fast. All right, so now I want to focus on the two days in July that I think are the most important days to consider when visiting Walt Disney World. Those two days, July 3rd and July 4th. Now, I'm going to relate to you what kind of works best for me and you know it may not be what works best for you and, and it's fine but it's important to understand what your personal goals are for those two days and to do whatever you think you need to do to try to hit those goals now first and foremost I want to say any and I mean any attractions you can get access to on those two days is a win we're talking major crowds on those two days, July 3rd and July 4th. I recall being in the Magic Kingdom one July 4th, and I think I was standing right near the teacups, and where the teacups and the crossover to Tomorrowland meet. And it was well-to-well people. And I know what you're thinking. You're saying, but Mike, it's July. It's July 4th. It, it should be crowded. And, and I agree. But it was only 9.30 in the morning. The crowd level that I was seeing was very similar to a typical midsummer day at about 2 or 3 o'clock in the afternoon. The crowds just went into the Magic Kingdom early, and that's because they've heard in the past that it gets so crowded that the park is closed. All right, so let me submit to you something of a rough two-day plan for Walt Disney World for July 3rd and July 4th. So on July 3rd, 
I would suggest maybe taking in Epcot in the morning or some other park in the morning except for the Magic Kingdom and then the afternoon and evening spend the rest of the day in Magic Kingdom I would though having said that I would go to the Magic Kingdom probably before 2 o'clock in the afternoon just in case it gets really crowded remember this is July 3rd not July 4th you know, July 3rd in the Magic Kingdom is about as close as you can get to July 4th in the Magic Kingdom in many ways you know the day is not quite as celebrated as July 4th but it's pretty close and I want you to think of this there are a lot of people who will plan to go to the Magic Kingdom on the 4th of July those people will stay away on July 3rd so you can make an argument that says the crowd level may be lower than expected on July 3rd because there are those planning to go July 4th the theory that I just said could be easily thrown out the window because of the park reservation system but that's what I have seen in the past and again July 4th Magic Kingdom this year is already sold out so this may all be moot if you're a big fireworks fan then listen following whatever the fireworks the nighttime spectacular is in the Magic Kingdom on that particular year this year it would be Disney Enchantment there is also a tag a holiday tag of fireworks as long as I can remember that holiday tag has been shown on July 3rd as well as July 4th well, I'm assuming that they're going to do that again this year as they have in the past so think of this you can enjoy July 4th Magic Kingdom fireworks on the night of July 3rd pretty cool you have to keep in mind that the fireworks schedule on those two nights may be a little different than normal so make sure you have one of those guides that tells you exactly when the fireworks is going to uh, take place of course big issue is where to stand and if you ask a hundred people where to stand they'll give you a hundred answers I've stood in several places you know the big deal is finding a spot that you can comfortably stand for maybe 45 minutes to an hour to wait but if I were to do that this year if I had to stand and wait for the fireworks I think about an hour before the fireworks I think I'd hang around the statue of Roy Disney with Minnie Mouse in the town square I think I would stick around there because I think that's a good spot to watch the fireworks remember that Disney Enchantment lights out all of Main Street and you also have to remember that it's a good spot to go to watch the fireworks because right after the fireworks you're right at the front of the park and you can make a beeline to the monorail to the ferry boat to the buses or whatever and, and, I mean you know, let's get let's stick with that because if you are there with a young family it's quite a chore to, to get out of that to get out of the theme park to get on whatever transportation you need to get to the parking lot if you've driven if you've driven to the park it's it's a real chore if you are staying on the property and you happen to take a bus maybe not so bad so if you're not at the front of the park if you're not near the Roy Disney slash mini statue watching the fireworks and can get out of the park as soon as the fireworks is over and let's say you are near the hub I would almost say relax and wait for an hour and an hour and a half before heading out because it's just a crazy number of people trying to get out of the park and out to the monorail or to the ferry if you do happen to stand at the front of the park 
and you, you get to go out of the park real early, I would head for the monorail. Don't go to the ferry because the ferry's going to wait for the crowd. But if you head up to the monorail, you might be able to catch an express monorail right away before the crowd gets there. Of course, the other option is that you can walk to the Grand Floridian now if you so want to. And sometimes maybe that's a good way to, to end the night. I've done that a couple of times. All right, so that's my suggestion for July 3rd. It's up to you if you want to try it. You can go to the Magic Kingdom, watch the July 4th fireworks, and you can check that off your to-do list. You've seen the Magic Kingdom July 4th fireworks. Now let's talk about July 4th. I can give you an idea of what I used to do. Traditionally, I'd start off the 4th of July with breakfast at Trails End. I think it's a great way to start off that holiday. Trails End is a great place to eat. It's uh, great for the kids. The price is decent. There's so much variety that you could probably please, you can please every, every person in the family. It's important to try to get an early seating though. And after breakfast, you walk outside and if you're lucky, you'll see the annual Fort Wilderness 4th of July float contest where all the people who are staying at Fort Wilderness will decorate their electric carts, golf carts, whatever you want to call them, flags and banners and bunting it's really really pretty cool they decorate the electronic carts they have all these patriotic displays and you know one of them is going to win a first place blue ribbon so you'll see plenty of red plenty of red white and blue it's pretty i know that in the past they have also there's also been a special ceremony right outside pioneer hall and there are some patriotic songs are sung and even if you're lucky uncle sam will show up now, in the past, if you did this, you'd probably then most likely go over to the Magic Kingdom, which is fine. You know, again, providing you have a park reservation. Or you can go to another park. It would probably be about mid-morning by now, maybe 10 o'clock. So now the attractions are out of the question. But if you're looking for patriotism and holiday fanfare, and you have park reservations for Magic Kingdom, go ahead. Knock yourself out. Head over there. For me, however... I usually like to go over to either the studios or Epcot and most likely park at the studios and walk, boat, or skyline to Epcot. Patriotism, it's in full bloom all through Walt Disney World. Magic Kingdom, Epcot, Animal Kingdom Studios, probably the most in the uh, Magic Kingdom. And then you've got Epcot and then you've got studios in, in Animal Kingdom and that in that order patriotism in epcot is you know you can find that at the american adventure pavilion voices of liberty are usually singing there are all kinds of flag retreats all kinds of stuff going on there but you know epcot's going to be more crowded than usual this year because of the guardians of the galaxy cosmic rewind now being online that will probably draw crowds early on i like to spend the leisure Leisurely day at Epcot on July 4th. Have a relaxing early dinner in the park or perhaps one of the Epcot resorts. Now, having said that, I think I'd probably opt for staying in the park because you never know. There could be a capacity issue later that night. So I'm in. I would, again, recommend that you, know, you stay in Epcot for the special tribute to the 4th with the fireworks and the holiday tags. So right after Harmonious, I am assuming that there's going to be the well there will be a holiday tag it's going to be the night of july 4th and i've witnessed the holiday tag for july 4th and i think new year's i don't remember but july 4th i probably see have seen it somewhere between a half dozen to a dozen times 
And without any spoilers, I can tell you that those six to 12 times probably are definitely in my top 10 six to 12 fireworks displays of all time. I could tell you why, but I don't want to spoil it for you. You should go see it for yourself and you'll understand why. So my suggestion is spend the 4th, the night of the 4th in Epcot. And if you time it right, immediately after the tag, leave the park via the International Gateway and start walking towards the studios. Remember I said I probably would park at the studios? You may want to, you know, a lot of people will say, well, wait a minute, Mike, why don't I just leave the park and get on the Skyliner? Well, if you've been to Epcot and you've, you've left International Gateway right after the fireworks that night, you'll know that that's not going to be a, a good deal because there'll be a, a huge line. But if you walk out of International Gateway, you know, you go up that little hill past the Skyliner and you take a left as you're going towards Boardwalk, you may, you just may see the July 4th fireworks at the studios. It all comes down to timing and when each park has their fireworks display. So, again, you'd have to check the schedule and see what's what. But you could do that. So if you're walking to the studios from Epcot, you're going to avoid the Skyliner crowd and you're going to be able to watch the fireworks. And by the time you get to the studios to get to your car or a bus, the crowd may not be so bad. So that's what I like to do for July 3rd and July 4th. I thought it would be a good idea just to you know, mention this. It could be people listening who have never been down there this time of year. It will be crowded, that's for sure. But before I sail off into the sunset, I, I, I probably should mention a few things for those of you who are wondering about going to the Magic Kingdom or Disney Hollywood Studios or Animal Kingdom on July 4th. The Magic Kingdom on July 4th, it's just packed with with people number one you could easily encounter some of the longest lines of the year at this time again there's a capacity there's a quote capacity limit to the magic kingdom so maybe the lines won't be as long as they have in the past but still it's a um it's a, a concern for a lot of people it's a very very popular park in this day what have what, what have we heard january 1st easter July 4th, Thanksgiving, and Christmas. Those are the five most popular Magic Kingdom days of the year. So you can imagine how long the lines can be. I think that this July 4th is going to really put Genie Plus and Lightning Lanes to the test. They may Lightning Lanes may sell out early. Uh, it's going to be interesting to hear comments from those who are down there if there are any issues with these two systems since it would be the fourth since it's the fourth of july and if you're in the magic kingdom you may want to think about visiting some attractions that may not experience some long lines right off the bat i would visit the hall of presidents on the fourth of july you could try that i'd also try the liberty square riverboat try the attractions that you normally wouldn't try you've been if you've been to the magic kingdom many times and maybe you will be there prior to July 4th, after July 4th on this particular trip? Why bother standing in line for an hour and a half, two hours? Maybe visit some attractions that you normally wouldn't visit because they, the, long, the long lines are not there. But I think that, you know, to be honest, I think any attraction touring in the Magic Kingdom on this day, it's going to be a special challenge. 
on the 4th of July, the Magic Kingdom is it's absolutely draped in red, white, and blue. The town square usually has um, patriotic bunting. Main Street USA may be lined with red, white, and blue balloons. There may maybe be all kinds of flags, more flags than normally on, on this day. Those flags may be up also on July 3rd and July 5th. Who knows? If you do go to, to the Magic Kingdom on July 4th, uh, it wouldn't hurt to go into uh, City Hall and see if there were any special events planned for the day. Not everything is printed on the park guides. You could go in there and ask is there going to be any kind of special parade or presentation or, or any kind of patriotism event, patriotic event. Um, you never know. There may be something especially planned for Main Street USA. It's always Main Street USA, the castle hub in front of the castle. Those would be the areas that anything special would happen. I do know that there was one year where I was in the Magic Kingdom during the 4th of July, and there was this huge celebration on Main Street. They That particular year, they were honoring all the armed services, which I think is a good thing to do every year, so who knows, they may do that this year. If, the, if you do come across a special event, and even if it's not a special event, let's say it's just the parade, I really think it's important to find your, quote, spot to watch this event or celebration. Try to be there about an hour before the scheduled start. I know, I know it sounds crazy, but it's going to be crowded. But, you know, although I, I know it's going to be crowded, uh, I'm, I'm the first to admit it's a real treat to be in that theme park on the 4th of July because of it, it will make you feel good to uh, live in this country, and, you know, there's a lot to be said for that. All right, so that's, that's the Magic Kingdom. So... Let's say you decided to go to the studios on July 4th. The Disney Hollywood Studios has pretty much become the second most popular theme park down there. I, watching the uh, availability calendar, I seem to see the Magic Kingdom and the studios filling up and being, uh, quote, sold out before Epcot and Animal Kingdom. And there could be many reasons, but I think that the main reason is that there are a lot more attractions in the studios and uh, the Magic Kingdom than there are in Epcot and Animal Kingdom, especially family-type attractions. I know I've, I've never been, I don't think I've ever been to Disney Hollywood Studios on the 4th, so I wouldn't know what to expect. But obviously, if you've got Rise of the Resistance... You've got Slinky Dog Dash and Minnie and Mickey's Runaway Railway. Those are three good reasons why I would think the park would be crowded almost every day of the year, especially on July 4th. If people cannot get into the Magic Kingdom, they're going to look to the studios. And, and let me predict that, and I haven't looked at the calendar since early today, but my guess is that the second park to fill up on July 4th is going to be the studios. Let's watch that together and see if see if I'm right. I'm not always right, not always wrong, but it's a guess. The studios would be their second choice. As far as the, the Animal Kingdom, you know, that would probably be the last theme park on most guest lists to, to, to visit on the 4th of July. But if there are attractions in the Animal Kingdom which you have had a problem getting access to, July 4th may be the ideal time to do that. Early, early morning 
get there early and do whatever you need to do go to avatar go to expedition Everest, go to wherever you need to go and uh, and give it a shot it could be an ideal time to do that again early in that park and if you plan to go to another park i would leave animal kingdom sometime between noon and two o'clock and head for that second park again you can get into that second park after two o'clock there are a lot of people who they're not sure what to do and they wait for early afternoon to to figure out what to do mid-afternoon decisions i guess you'd call them as the day moves into mid-afternoon you know these people are faced with important decisions should they they need to decide which park to spend that fourth of july evening in so you have pretty much three parks i believe that are going to have special fireworks uh, magic kingdom epcot and the studios i'm not 100 percent sure about the studios but the question is which one do you go to and i think it's important if you can figure out which park is is available and what time you want to get there it's a very tough decision i think it's a decision that is best made before you even get to Orlando what are we going to do on the third what are we going to do on the fourth what are we going to do on the night of the third what are we going to do on the night of the fourth in the past before the park reservation system was around didn't have capacity issues the Magic Kingdom used to become so crowded on the fourth of July that the Magic Kingdom the toll plaza used to turn cars away as early afternoon and I remember it was either last year or two years ago maybe three years ago I remember hearing that the Magic Kingdom was not accepting guests after 11.30. That's how crowded it got. If you do wish to spend the evening at the Magic Kingdom, again, go to the park as early as possible. Having a park reservation is going to help, and if you want to stay there all day, I guess that's that's one option. Just take your time, and, and you know, especially if you have little ones, and try to pace yourself all day. I just don't know what to expect after 2 o'clock on July 4th. The interesting thing about the night of July 4th is that every once in a while there's a special presentation that's being held. I know that one year the studios, I think it was within the last five years, I believe that they showed a special presentation of Sorcery in the Sky. And for those of you who used to go to Walt Disney World in the 90s, you would remember this uh, presentation this was probably one of the first times that sort of had a projection kind of thing going on with the fireworks although it wasn't as elaborate as we and mapping as we see today but that used to happen and who knows it may happen again that when they did that i think that drew a lot of people to the studios that night and i mean it was crowded on hollywood boulevard they probably had wall-to-wall -wall people so and after the sorcery in the sky they had the patriotic tag but that's something to, to think about, too. I know I'm, I'm confusing you. I'm just trying to give you all the options. And I, I can't help you to decide. I can give you just some things to think about on how to decide. Maybe the best way to plan out your Walt Disney World 4th of July itinerary is, is to work backwards. Decide where you're going to spend your evening and work backwards from there. For a lot of people, it's the nighttime stuff that's the most important thing to them. So for them... They have to determine where they want to spend their evening and then f work backwards and figure out the best logistics for the earlier part of the day. Some people break the day up into three parts, early morning, mid-morning to mid-afternoon and evening. 
it's, you know, it's a personal choice. I just hope that who's ever listening and is planning their vacation has an idea what to do because it's so important to know what you're going to do before you get there. You don't want to waste time trying to figure out what to do while you're in the park. I, I really think that your plan should be in place before that day arrives. And again, it's, it's parks. It's when you're going to eat, when you're going to relax, what you're going to see. Pretty, pretty involved. Most importantly, I think that as we've told everybody, Chris and Michelle and I have told on the show, when people are down there to always give yourself a little bit more time than you think it's going to take to go from point A to point B. When it's crowded, it's really important to realize it's going to take a lot longer than you think it's going to take to, to go from one place to another. And I think it's because for many of us, with this park reservation system and Genie and Genie Plus and Lightning Lane, we're, we're in somewhat of a uncharted territory because what may have worked in the past may not work as well in 2022 with all these changes. So that's my best take on what could work for you for July 3rd and July 4th if you happen to go down there. It will be very interesting to hear comments from people who were down there at that time to see what worked, what didn't work, what frustrations there were, and how people figured it out. So, good luck, everybody. A happy July 4th, July 3rd, July 4th. I know we're a month ahead of time, but I think it's good to, to start thinking about this three to four weeks ahead of time, if not three to four months. So, for my co-hosts, Michelle Scribner-McLean, and that extraordinary artist and Marvel enthusiast, Chris Iliopoulos, this is Mike Scopa saying we'll see you on the road and in the parks. We hope you enjoyed listening to today's episode of the Mickey Miles and More podcast. For all of us here at the Mickey Miles and More podcast, this is Rick Gray saying thanks for listening and all your support. And until next time, we'll see you on the road.